This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. Thank you so much for joining today and for downloading and listening and all of the amazing ongoing support for this podcast. I say it all the time, but I'm just going to keep saying it because it really means everything to me. Thank you for all of the reviews and ratings and the continued support of the podcast and telling other people about it. I keep getting these great emails and people joining the breast cancer recovery group saying a friend told them or they heard about it in another Facebook group. And that's really, really awesome. And, and it just keeps helping the podcast grow and getting information out there to women who really need to hear it. So if you're a regular listener or if you're brand new and you like the show, I would be awesome if you could take a moment and leave a rating and a review in the iTunes store or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. All right. So that being said, let's jump into this. You know, if you are a regular listener to the show, I'm sure you know that I am more of a glass half full person. That's my perspective on life most of the time. And it's not a result of delusional thinking. I think I'm pretty realistic, but it's a result of many years of working on the way that I think in learning how to manage my mind. But I have to tell you, especially over these past few weeks, Things have been very heavy. You know, life has felt a little bit heavy. There's a lot of unrest, fear, obviously social distancing, all kinds of levels of distancing, all kinds of controversy and unrest. And it's piled on top of day-to-day life challenges and events. I recently had an injury that's been just creating a lot of pain over the last several weeks. There are a couple of people who are very close to me in my life who have had some traumatic losses and lost some loved ones. And I find that I really have to be even more diligent in staying connected to how I'm thinking and how I'm managing my energy. Because when there's so many things happening at once and it's affecting you on an emotional level and a physical level and a life level and a financial level, right? Lots of moving pieces and all that's happening. It can be very easy to withdraw and to feel disconnected or to feel overwhelmed. And then you give up on doing the things that you need to do to support your happiness and to support your wellness. So when I go through these kinds of things or I notice or I'm talking to some of the women that I work with and I'm just seeing a lot, it's kind of amazing actually how you'll see a lot of challenges happen and come up kind of at the same time with a lot of people. So when that's happening to me, I think about you because I know I'm not going through tons and tons of challenges alone and I know that you know everyone's challenges are different and some are much more challenging and painful and difficult than than the ones I have but it's not a contest it's the point being that we're all going through lots of challenges in life all the time we have a lot on our plates and right now we also have a lot of uncertainty in our world and in our lives so how do we live with this uncertainty while staying calm and connected rather than feeling anxious and lonely 
feeling lonely and disconnected and misunderstood is already a struggle for so many survivors. And I feel a strong, strong, strong pull to talk about this today. So a little story of something else that has caused me to become fascinated with how our minds react to being disconnected recently is this show that I am obsessed with on the History Channel called Alone. And if you're in Revivify and Power, you already know I've been going on and on about this show. It's a survival show where participants get dropped into the middle of nowhere and they have to survive off the land on their own. And I am insanely impressed by their survival skills and what they go through on the show. It's absolutely fascinating. But what happens to the way they think when they go for long periods of time and they're alone and missing their social connections, even though some of them are fantastic at providing for themselves and creating a shelter that I even know people could come up with out in the wilderness with 10 items. And so their, their physical needs are being met, but emotionally and the way they think about where they're at and the way those thoughts come to them when they're alone is absolutely fascinating. Now, that kind of loneliness, that kind that comes from social isolation, like being dropped off in a remote location or being quarantined and isolated for months at a time, that's tough. It can be very tough. But when it's combined with the other kind of loneliness, it can be even worse. And that other kind of loneliness, that kind that you experience when you come up rare after breast cancer treatment and everyone around you thinks life will go back to normal, yet you find yourself wrestling with what you've been through and how you're feeling now. And most likely how you're feeling now is not how you were expecting to feel. Then you go through the process of beating yourself up because you're surrounded by love and support and good people. And yet you feel lonely. And you tell yourself you shouldn't feel lonely, which really is a bunch of crap. But we'll get to that in a minute. This type of loneliness is a state of mind. And I don't mean in the sense of, oh, it's all in your head, get over it. I mean, there's a disconnect between what you're thinking, experiencing, and feeling, and what others think you're experiencing. And in that gap is a lot of unsaid things, and that doesn't make the situation any easier to deal with. This loneliness, this kind of loneliness, this feeling of being disconnected, even if you're right next to the people you love because you don't feel understood, and then often you don't even know why you don't feel understood or what's happening to you. So this is a very different kind of loneliness than just being out in the wilderness or being shut off physically, having barriers from connecting to other people. So the other day I was reading an article in Harvard Health Publishing and I was shocked. I was really shocked to read that loneliness is one of the biggest health concerns people can face. All people, all of us, not just survivors. And that studies show loneliness and having poor social connections is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes daily. And it's worse for your health than obesity and may increase your risk of death by up to 29%. That is really significant. And we're often so worried about what we should eat or what body products we should use after breast cancer, but getting your mind in the right place is truly the critical piece to all of these other external practices. Cigna, a healthcare service provider, says that some of the symptoms of chronic loneliness are negative feelings of self-doubt and self-worth, feeling like you're always less than enough, overwhelming feelings of isolation, regardless of where you are and who's around you, and even exhaustion and burnout when you try to engage with people socially. 
I think it's really important to talk about these symptoms and to understand that it's not that there's something wrong with you. There's not something broken with you. When you're experiencing these types of emotions, feeling disconnected, or your body is telling you it's exhausted and it's heavy and it's difficult to push on, these are things that you need to pay attention to, not to dismiss and tell yourself you shouldn't feel like that, which is one of our go-to reactions. I shouldn't feel like that. I should feel grateful. I should be lucky I'm alive. How many times have you said that to yourself? You should feel however it is you're feeling. And rather than dismissing or minimizing what you're feeling, really look at them. Now is the time to dive into them. Spend some time understanding why you feel like that. And that means paying attention to what you're thinking when you're feeling disconnected. And it will always, always come back to what you're thinking. Whether those thoughts are that you're uncomfortable talking about your experience with breast cancer. Oftentimes I meet women who feel disconnected and they're uncomfortable in social environments because they think other people are feeling sorry for them or wondering what their boobs look like now or wondering if they're safe or if they're afraid of dying. And these are all just your own thoughts. They're stories we tell ourselves about what we think other people are thinking. But they're powerful stories and they can create huge divides. And as I already talked about, they can have a tremendous impact on your health. In one of my recent coaching calls with my Revivify group, we were discussing how much being in a coaching program during this time of isolation has been a tremendous benefit to the mental well-being for these women. And it's not the first time that I've heard that because having something to do to spend time on self-exploration and getting connected to a group of other like-minded people is a very, very powerful experience. And another reason that I'm so proud of these women I work with is that they value their mental well-being and they're courageous enough to notice that even though they may look put together on the outside, internally they were struggling and that mental and emotional health is equally, if not even more important than just physical health. We pay, I don't know, who knows how much money to gyms and yoga studios and nutritionists and personal trainers and boot camps. The fitness industry is huge. And if we can identify something in our body that doesn't feel right, we address it immediately. We talk to a doctor, we go to a physical therapist or a massage therapist or acupuncture or something that helps the physical body get out of pain and or out of danger. But when we notice these feelings inside of us, these emotions, the emotional pain, we dismiss it or we try to ignore it or to justify why it's not okay to feel that way. We try to bury it somewhere inside of us thinking that if we don't think about it or talk about it, it's not going to impact our lives. But I promise you it always will. It will not get better on its own. Just like an infected wound will not get better on its own. These things need attention. Some you can see, and they are physically painful, so you address them more urgently, but that mental pain, and I often say, you know, the mental pain has even more impact, and they'll use the example of thinking about the most devastating physical pain you ever went through, whether it was a broken bone or childbirth or who knows what, and you can talk about that later after you've healed without becoming emotional, and you can remember how difficult and painful it was. But if you bring up the most painful emotional experience, I don't care how long ago it was, it's going to be difficult not to get emotional, right? There's still remnants of that pain. It takes a lot of work and a lot of time to work through those things so that emotional pain is actually healed. It's pretty dang powerful. 
So it's an important thing for you to examine. Really take a look at those thoughts that you're telling yourself. The thoughts that say your emotional and mental health is not valid. That it's not worth an investment of the time that it takes to give it attention or the money it would cost you to go get some professional support. So I can give you some steps to help you start working with these feelings of loneliness and disconnection, things you can do to change the way you're thinking and feel more connected, and I'm going to do that. But I think that even more importantly, you doing the foundational work of understanding how you treat yourself when you find yourself in this position of feeling disconnected, that's critical. It's important to realize that the things you're thinking, what is going on in your mind, the story you're telling yourself is what's creating your feelings. It's not the other way around. So for example, I used the story a minute ago where you might be out somewhere and you tell yourself people are acting strange or differently around you and you decide it's because they think you're different or maybe even inferior in some way. Now there's no evidence to support that. It's just a story you've decided on and that makes you feel bad and disconnected. And for all you know, These people just want to ask you questions. Maybe they're really proud or really impressed about what you've been through, and they don't know if it's crossing a boundary to ask you something. So they're kind of feeling awkward, but you don't know. They may just be curious. I have had this awkward experience on more than one occasion of someone hearing that I had had a mastectomy, and then immediately you see the eyes go straight to my chest where I've had reconstruction, and you can see the confusion on people's faces. They think, oh, wait, what's happening? She looks like she has boobs, but... Is it a mastectomy where they cut off your boobs? And what an awkward place for someone else to be in, right? They're not judging me. They don't know what the heck to do. They don't understand what's going on. And they're probably a little curious, like, well, I thought you just said you cut your boobs off. Why does it look like you have boobs? And so I just laugh. I try to help them understand what the process is because how would they know, right? So it's important that you don't tell yourself what someone else is thinking without having real evidence. So you get to decide. In situations like this, you get to decide whether you're going to tell yourself it's you that's the problem, which makes you feel bad and results in you withdrawing or being disconnected, or you can tell yourself that is them and it's their lack of understanding about your experience and their curiosity to learn more. And hopefully that will make you feel better. So when you have these unintentional thoughts running through your mind and that have a negative impact on your life and your health, You have to work to increase your awareness of when those thoughts are happening and you have to intentionally choose to think differently. This is called reframing. And you're not kidding yourself. You're not telling yourself something that isn't true. Psychology Today in an article that was titled One Tool That Can Change the Way You Think says that reframing is changing how you see something and then expressing it differently. And that it's a psychological paradigm shift that replaces your old way of thinking with a new and improved mindset to keep your thoughts from sliding down a slippery slope of impending doom. And the final, if not the most important point that I would like to share with you from this article is that it states thoughts have no emotion nor inherent meaning. You assign them meaning by how you interpret and respond to them. This is so important. If you can grasp that concept and you can start practicing reframing and changing the way you choose to think, you will transform your mental health and by default, your physical health because it is all connected. So I opened the show by saying that there have been a lot of big, heavy things to deal with in and around my life lately. And I can choose to look at the heartache, the uncertainty, the physical and the mental pain and say, you know, man, this world sucks. 
Like life is awful. No matter what you do or how hard you try, shitty things are still going to happen. And there's just no point in, in putting out so much effort. I'm just going to stay here at my house. I'm going to read books. I'm going to do yoga in my living room and leave this world behind. That's a choice and it's an option that is available to me. If I choose to let those unintentional automatic thoughts run away with me. Or I can say, well, it isn't completely untrue. There is pain and loss and illness and unrest in the world. And there always has been. But there's also good and compassion and love and laughter and fun. So one of the best ways to practice reframing is to limit yourself to just the facts. And that sounds so easy, but it is not. Trust me on this. When I'm coaching someone and I ask for just the facts of their circumstances, it often takes a lot of guidance to unweave the story and emotions around the facts and simply look at what the facts are and then see what you make those facts mean to you. So here's a fact. I had breast cancer. I went through chemotherapy. I had my breast removed. Those are all true. Now, what do I make those facts mean to me? What do you make those facts mean to you? To me, it was a journey of understanding how my body felt and worked differently, the recovery piece. It was a second chance at life. And then after getting through the physical and emotional struggle, it was something I saw as an opportunity to support others who were having that same struggle. Now, do I sometimes miss the look and feel and the natural reaction of natural breasts? Yeah, I do, of course. And that's okay. It's perfectly normal. I had them for 48 years and they were a part of me and meant different things to me on many different levels. But I don't let that or what other people might think of that define me or limit me. So if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling weighted down, ask yourself, what are the facts you're dealing with? Write them down and keep rewriting them until you get all of the drama out of them and you're only looking at the facts. It's like straining a broth, right? You pour it through that strainer one time, you still have pieces left. You got to put the cheesecloth back in and strain it again. And sometimes you have to strain it five times before you have a clear, beautiful broth that you want to use in a dish. Same way with your thoughts here. That pen to paper is your strainer and you get them all out and then you just keep refining and refining and refining until you actually have just the facts. Then write what you think about each of the facts and how that is making you feel specific emotions. So you might find yourself coming up with things like, oh yeah, but this happened or yeah, but that's because. And if that happens, stop and go back to the facts. Remember, facts are just facts. They can be agreed on by everyone they are presented to. They are data, period. I had breast cancer. That is not debatable. That is a fact. Breast cancer ruined my body. Hmm, did it? Is that really a fact? If I presented that statement to 50 people, is it verifiable and everyone would agree no, of course not. Breast cancer ruined my body is what I decide the fact means, if that's what I want to choose. And you can decide that. You can definitely choose to think that. But if your life's results right now are not what you want them to be, you might want to reconsider reframing the thoughts that are leading you to the place you're in. 
Now, one of the first exercises that my clients do in Revivify is to walk through what they think about themselves from someone else's perspective. The reason I have them do that and the reason why it's so important is because it makes them look at the things they tell themselves about themselves that are not true. They are not facts. If they were facts, someone else would see the exact same thing. But that never happens in this exercise. It's an important thing to do because you must become aware of and release the stories you tell yourself that leave you feeling lonely, disconnected, and floating through an experience of life just running you rather than you creating the life you want. So like so many things I talk about on this show, that is not easy. It takes work. And that's one of the reasons I do the show. It's like things are not easy. And we have to understand it takes willingness to be honest with yourself. It takes putting in effort to change things even though you've already been through hell and you just want things to fix themselves and be right again. And as much as I wish that for you too, it's not true. It's not how it works. That's a fantasy. You have to do the work to change your thoughts and to connect to others, putting yourself out there and saying, this is what I'm thinking and this is what I'm feeling. Anyone else? Is anyone else experiencing this? Trust me, I see everything that happens in the Breast Cancer Recovery Group, in Revivify, in my Empower Group, and that reaching out and that hearing a resounding, yes, me too. I felt like that and this is what I did. Or I feel like that and I could use some support too. Hearing that is life-changing. That small connection, that realization that you're not alone or crazy and other women get you. It gives you confidence and strength. And the strength to do what you need to do, not the permission to say, oh yeah, she thinks that sucks too. No, 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 no. That's not what these groups are for. They're for empowering you, connecting you, and helping you to see that you can do hard things And then you can overcome more hard things. And then with practice, you just get stuff done because you have more awareness and things don't feel so hard. So here's your homework. With pen to paper, separate the facts from the drama in whatever area you're struggling with. Write down what you think about the facts. You got a big list over here. These are just facts. You filter them, filter them, filter them until everyone can agree. They're all the facts. Then you write what you think about them. Then you write how you could think differently about them and how that new thought would create a healthier emotion for you. And then finally, connect to someone. Tell them what the one fact is that you're struggling with the most to reframe. And then see if they can help offer a helpful insight. Run past them. Hey, here's some of the ways I'm thinking of reframing this. Get some thoughts, get some feedback, get some clarity. If you're in the breast cancer recovery group, go there and post about it. And if you're not in that group, join it by going to Facebook. You just Google or in the little search thing and not Google, you go to Facebook and you put in the search box, the breast cancer recovery group, or you go to my page, Laura Lummer on Facebook and right up at the top in the right hand corner, it'll say visit group and it'll take you to the breast cancer recovery group. It's a free group. There's hundreds of survivors in there. And this is what it's for to help and support each other, get through these rough spots. 
And because I know there is such a big need for support out there right now, I'm going to say it again at the time of this recording, Revivify will be launching again in October, meaning I will open it for enrollment. We will do an amazing 10-week coaching program that will change lives, transform lives. I love this program so much and all the women who have gone through it and come through it. And it's just going to be a really special month. It's a great time to dig in and do some work on yourself. So I'm super excited to be able to offer this extra class that I hadn't had planned, but what the heck? You know, life is uncertain. Doesn't mean you have to have it planned. You see a need, you fill it, right? So go to my website, thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com and you will see under on the homepage under coaching and support the revivify button and you can check that out and there's also other programs there you can get started right away on the breast cancer recovery course which is select lessons straight from revivify to help you begin your transformation and there's also the five day sugar challenge because approaching food and nutrition as you're healing from breast cancer is such a huge point and a difficult point for so many reasons for so many of us so i created the five day sugar challenge to help you change the way that you think about how food affects you meaning that it doesn't control you you get to be in charge of your decisions you get to be the one who makes the choices and finds the food program that makes your life happy and well-balanced. So check it out. You can find all that information on the website. I'm going down a tangent. I love talking about these courses because I love the results that I see from the women who go through them, and I just want you to have those amazing results as well. So do your homework, and I want to hear about it. So please come to my Facebook page, Laura Lummer, or come to the Breast Cancer Recovery Group and talk to me about what you did, what you found out, or where you struggle separating the facts from the drama and the thoughts. And I can help you with that. I will talk to you again next week. And until then, be good to yourself and expect others to be good to you as well. The voices in your head, you've put your courage to the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before. Your heart is full and wanting more. Your future's at the door. Give it all you got. No hesitating. You've been waiting all your life. This is your moment.